week, I'm thinking about, right, the events that happened throughout the, the whole entire year. Um, it's, it's been crazy. I'm like, I just can't wait till December finished, start fresh in another year, new goals, new opportunities. But this year has been hell. God bless you, my sister, watching online. <laughs> um, and so as I begin to think about the events that happened to me and to my family throughout the year, first and foremost, let me say that we are in the last session of the core values that we've been discussing week after week. How many enjoyed learning about the core values, right, of what it means to be a believer of Christ? What does it mean to live a life full, not only of the love of God, but the joy of God and, and the strength, right, to be able to pull through despite whatever comes our way. And so today is the last class. Uh, and like I said, in every single one that I had to preach, I said, God, you must be testing me because, Lord. And so the, my title for, for this session, again, I'm back to square one. I'm like, but God, like, I get it, but geez. So, um, so yeah, throughout this whole year, I was just thinking about different events, trying to figure out what's my word for 2022. I'm trying to get my calendar ready, right, and, and get this new year coming and going. So anyway, I was just thinking about the events that happened. And so I'm, I'm reminded of, um, you know, powerful or, or big dramatic events like my mom getting cancer, right? which we would never thought in a million years that we as a family would go through that. And that was one of the most scariest moments of our lives because we don't know what does that mean. What do you mean you got cancer? Like we couldn't really understand. In the beginning, it kind of like shook our family a little bit. And so um, months later, then we have my dad who, who caught a stroke and who at this moment is still in recovery. And I remember yesterday as I was FaceTiming my sister, she went to the hospital and they were doing like some type of assessment, a little bit of therapy to see like, you know, where he's at as far as his physical uh, movements and so forth. But I remember just looking there and just seeing my dad and I'm just like, what in the world? This year has been a difficult year for me and my family. And I don't know, for those of you that are sitting here with me, this morning that can attest to that fact that this year has been a difficult, I know we said that about last year, but this year is in a year in and of itself, right? How many can agree with me? It's been a difficult, difficult year. And so among other things besides going through these things with my mom and my dad and, and a lot of other things that seem to creep up in between those big events, right? I, I am reminded where I felt like a ship in the middle of the sea. And if you think about the ship, like a cruise boat, I don't know how you call it, I'm going to say ship, but I felt like a ship in the middle of the ocean. And there were times I felt that the waves were pushing back and forth, left to right, just banging on that ship. And that's what 2021 that's how I viewed it. And so as I look over the year, I'm reminded, guys, and we know this, right, because we live life, but I am reminded that life is not easy, right? And I'm also reminded that we were all, every single person here today, we will all come to a point in our lives where we will go through some storms, right? 
We'll go through difficulties. We'll go through conflicts. And I think, as I think about life and its storms, I'm reminded, and I want you guys to picture this, that you are on that boat, on that sea. So today, excuse me, I'll tell you my throat. I don't know if you're recording, forgive me. It's allergies, so I, sometimes my throat like closes. So picture, your, picture yourself, I'm going to picture myself as that boat on the sea. Did you know that when a ship is smack middle of the storm, it must keep, and I think that's how you call it, the bow, the frontal end of the ship, it has to point into the waves to plow through them as the waves are approaching that ship. Did you know that they do this because in the middle of that storm, out in the sea, they know that massive waves come. And those waves, if they're not careful, could tip the ship over and can sink the ship. And so wind and waves, they will try to turn that vessel over. It's almost like that's their job. It's almost like that's what they're there to do. I'm going to disrupt this ship. And how many times in our lives, right, we're in the steady Right? In the water, we're steady. And all of a sudden, where did that come from? Right? Our ship get disrupted. And so wind and waves will try to turn that vessel against um, the current that they are trying to move forward. And the only way that that ship is able to go through that or through those winds or through the, the waves is moving forward with force and power. And so it is recommended, Right? I Google this. Remember, Google's my best friend. It is recommended that in storm winds or in the presence of a rising storm, you want to set two anchors together, right? The captains of the ship, they know this. It's, it's like nature, right? When, when a wind or the presence or the smell of a storm is coming, you want to make sure you have two anchors on that ship. And so they say that the heaviest and the most secure anchor should be set directly into the wind. The anchor that's most heavy, that's most potent, that's most powerful, most heaviest, that's the anchor that you want in the front of the boat. And the captain also understands this, that storms are part of life out in the sea. They don't go out in the sea thinking that everything is always going to be hunky-dory. They understand that at times they're going to confront a storm. They could prepare for that storm, right? They could watch the news and see, wow, there's a storm brewing. They could prepare. But you know what? These captains, they know that one and once in their lifetime of them going out there, there's going to be a storm that they don't know. It will come by surprise, and they can't dodge that storm. You can't avoid every storm. So think about your own life. You're the captain of your ship. And you know, right, you could prepare well. But there's times that that storm comes unexpectedly, and, and we call it, right, the perfect storm. It makes it perfect because it's so strong. It makes it perfect because you don't expect it. It makes it perfect because it seems that you're not going to survive it. But these captains, they understand in the ship that they can dodge every single storm, and they can avoid every single storm. You could prepare for some, but you can't avoid them nor dodge them. So picture yourself as a ship in this, in this sea, right? And as, as a ship, when you think about a cruise, when you think about a boat, right, it's going somewhere, 
right? There's a destination where you need to go, right? There's somewhere where we're all going. So if we think about life, us as the bow, we're trying to get somewhere. We're all on a journey, right? And during our voyage, if we are not anchored when the storms of life hits, we will easily drift away to dangerous waters, Imagine a boat going out the sea, and they have no anchors in them. And they're in the middle of the storm, right? Their ship is at mercy of that wind and that storm. But when, when the captain is prepared with his anchor, and that's what I want to bring to you guys today. Because, guys, I want us to each, even in myself, I'm reminded the importance of anchor, of being anchored when I'm in the middle of that storm. The problem is that when we're not anchored correctly, but we're not anchored in the midst of that storm, not only do we drift away, but it kind of affects everything around us. We drift away from our loved ones. We drift away from our family. We drift away from our friends. We drift away from relationships. And it seems like we're drifting away from our faith. We're drifting away from God. And if you're not anchored, you're constantly going to be drifting. And so your life will be affected. Now, we decide how effective it will be. Would it be a good one or a bad one? So when it seems like the tidal waves are hitting you left and right, who do you look to or who do you look for as your anchor? We live in a world today. And I like to picture the sea, the world, right? And so we're on this journey, and we get to meet different people, or we get to experience different things. But one thing we know is that in this world, people in the midst of despair, they are looking for things as their anchor. Let me give you an example. They want to they wanna look for alcohol for their anchor. Some of them go to their work as their anchor. Some of them go to that boy or that girl as their anchor. And so they're trying to find whatever it is that can not only just keep them firm, but so that they don't have to think about that despair. They don't have to think about that pain. They don't have to think about um, what they're going through. So they want to come and cover it up with so many different things. And say so they are looking for somebody. They're looking for something to anchor their lives. They're looking for something that will keep their mind occupied. And so here we go. You're working 50, 60, 70 hours a day, and you're neglecting your family. You see what I'm saying? That when you're not anchored, you drift away. And so you look at the end of the bottle, and it's empty, and you still feel the pain. And you still feel the 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 anger, or you still feel the hurt, here you go, get another bottle, you're drifting away because you, you don't have a strong anchor. And God was telling me the world, they're looking for something to cover their pain. They're looking for something to cover their sorrow. And so we as the body of Christ, we're taught, guys, to hope. That hope, that hope is the anchor for our souls. We believe, and here's the core value, we believe that faith is our fuel. Faith is what keeps us going. Hope and faith is the anchor for our souls as believers. 
That's the difference between us and those that don't have Christ. They don't have that hope. Instead, they're trying to make up a hope. They're trying to figure something out. But we as children of God, the Bible says that our hope is the anchor of our souls. And throughout this talk this morning, I'm going to be using faith and hope side to side. So let's begin. Let's open up in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And it says this, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance that we do not see. I, I want to read this in the message translation. Look what it says in the message translation. It says, the, fun the fundamental fact, in other words, the essential part of our life in God, the fundamental fact of existence, the fact of life, is that this trust is in God. This faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we cannot see. So right away we know that faith and hope is the foundation of our walk in Christ. Right? The problem is when you're in the middle of the storm and you cannot see, you allow anything and everything to influence you. But the Bible says that when our anchor is in hope, when our anchor is on faith, then it makes everything in life worth living. And tell that to a world out there who's trying to live life. Tell that to a world out there who's lost. I, you know, we drive up this way to go to church, and in, in the little corner we see, like, homeless people with tents and everything. People who are looking for what makes life worth living. And so when we can't see past the waves, the difficulties, the trials, faith then comes or faith then becomes our foundation, our groundwork in life. And that's one thing that we believe here at Passageway as a body of Christ, that our hope, our faith as believers is built on Christ alone. And I love the song that we sang before because it has everything to do about Christ, right? And so faith becomes our fuel because we believe in the finished work of Christ, our faith and our hope in what? Our faith and hope in the finished work of Christ. Everything that we can do now, we can only do because of Christ. We can overcome because of Christ, because of what he's done on that cross. So faith in Christ makes life worth living. This is a quote that I found. It says this. What he achieved, and when they say he, they're talking about Christ. What he achieved for us through his sacrifice was something that we could never do for ourselves. That's the first step, guys. You cannot have faith in Christ unless you truly understand that there's nothing that you can do on your own. And so he says what Christ achieved for us through his sacrifice was something we could never do for ourselves. Christ put us in right standing before a holy God and also gave us a share in his inheritance. We do have so much to look forward to as we wait in the now 
in the not yet period of the kingdom. Thanks all to Jesus. Guys, we need hope and we need faith. Faith is the confidence or trust in a person or in a thing. And you can find that at dictionary.com. Faith is the confidence or trust in a person or a thing. In other words, faith is the act of commitment in the part of the believer. And hope, what is hope? Hope is a state of mind that we have. It's an optimistic attitude of mind based on an expectation or a desire. And so it begins with hope. It begins in the attitude of the mind. And then we act that out in faith. Faith says it is so now. And hope says it is in the future that it could happen. And so faith provides a platform for hope. It's all about a mindset. Can you look at your neighbor and say, what's in your mindset? <laughs> say, what you thinking? What you thinking? Right? It starts in the mind. So faith says it is now. It allows us to move, right? And then hope, it gives us like a picture of the future. And so we start with that picture of the future. And so when faith comes in, when we understand that there's nothing that we can do, right, apart from Christ, that it is Christ's finished work that now I can because he did, that's faith. Okay, I don't want to bore you guys. What's an anchor? What is the job of an anchor? And I promise you I'm almost done. I'm going to wrap this up quick. The job of an anchor is this. Um, is to remain fixed in the ocean floor, whatever the conditions at the sea. The anchor, the rougher the weather, the more critical The rougher the weather, the more critical is the anchor for stability and safety for that ship. Guys, the rougher your storm, the more critical is that anchor. If the, if the storm seems like it's unbearable, how much more is that anchor to give you that stability that you need in the midst of the storm? It means safe and capable of being moved. It means that you're secure in itself. So the anchor prevents the vessel from being tossed here and fro the anchor the anchor is critical in this boat guys and just like the anchor is critical in the ship the anchor is critical in our in our lives if we could just picture it how are we able to make it through if we don't have that anchor and guys we just finished reading in the verse before that we have this hope and anchor for our souls what hope jesus we, we, we sang a song, say the name of Jesus, is the message of salvation. He did what I could not do. How many can, can you repeat that with me? Say, Jesus, he did what I could not do. He put me in right standing with God. Do you guys truly understand that? There was hostility between you and God. There was hostility between me and God. And if it wasn't for Jesus to sacrifice his life, if it wasn't for Jesus to be that bridge, if it wasn't for Jesus to do or to, to die on that cross, I lost my thought, then I wouldn't be in right relationship with God. We got to understand our position before Christ. We got to understand who we were before God. And guys, we were lost. 
We were damaged. Some of us damaged goods. But here comes Christ in the picture, our anchor. And Christ says, all you got to do is just believe. I did all the hard work. Just walk in that. Just believe in that. And because I received this message, because I received and understood that my life was worth nothing apart from God, the finished work of Christ that not only forgives my sins but restores my life, now there's no hostility between me and God. And now I get to share in Christ's inheritance. Guys, we get to share in Christ's inheritance. What is our inheritance? Heaven. But can I tell you something? We don't have to wait until we die to reach heaven. We could experience heaven now. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and into an inheritance that can never perish, can never spoil, can never fade. Guys, the inheritance of this world, it doesn't last. That job perhaps won't last. That relationship that's toxic perhaps won't last. But I can guarantee you that the inheritance that belong to us because of Christ it will last forever. The Bible says this, chapter, verse 5, or let's go a little bit before. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Bear with me. In all this, you greatly rejoice. We rejoice. Why? Though now, and I love this part. So right away, we know, right, that we have this inheritance from Christ. So he says, guys, there's something waiting for you at the end of all this. Rejoice. He says, now, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. He says, you may have had to go through some stuff. But these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold. I, I need to slow down in this part. And allow me to teach you just for a quick second. He says, these have come to prove that that genuineness of your faith, your faith is greater than gold. Gold, you put it under fire, it melts. Faith, when it's under fire, it gets stronger. And so Jesus says, or Peter says, that faith is greater and, more, and worth, it worth more than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise, glory, and honor when Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible and glorious joy. And I love that because we don't get the privilege like the disciples did, that they walk with Jesus step by step. They were able to touch him. They were able to listen to him. They were able to walk with him. They were able to see the things that he was doing. But us now that we're just believing the message, the Bible says, blessed are you who believe in even if you haven't seen. For great is your inheritance. Watch this. And I love it because... 
the inheritance that we receive from God never perishes. It never spoils. It never fades. Unlike this world, nothing lasts, right? And the great thing is that we don't have to wait in expectation. Oh, when I go to heaven, right? We got these religious people. Oh, when I go to heaven, you know, God's got my house and all that stuff. But I'm like, why not experience heaven now? Why not experience heaven while you're in the midst of that storm? And Jesus says, because we are adopted as his children, because we now belong to him, everything that's his is ours. And so we can experience heaven now. Our hope and faith in Christ, the anchor to our souls, when it's active in full force, can unleash peace like never before. When we're truly anchored in faith, when we're truly anchored in Christ, in the midst of that storm can unleash Peace that not like this world gives it, but peace that only comes from God. And this is what I'm saying. We can experience heaven on earth. We don't have to worry when we are in the midst of this storm. And because of this, others around you will see and say, wait a minute. How is it that you're standing when you're going through the most difficult moments of your life? This is what you tell them. Let me tell you a secret. Let me tell you about my anchor. It's all about my anchor. It's all about Christ. It's all about Christ. And the more that, you're, that the more um, your faith is in Christ, the more that everything that you believe in, what Christ has done for you, the more that you're anchored in that truth, you become unmovable. You become unmovable. And that's the good news that we have, right? That because we have this anchor, guys, we already win because we know the end result. I know in the middle of it all, it may seem like you're not winning, but I guarantee you that you will win. Why? Because Christ already won. And because Christ already won, we already won. And I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that through tears, and I had to learn that... <clears throat> of my faith not being as strong as it should be. And I'm, and I'm good today, but tomorrow, man, tomorrow was a rough day. And, and my faith is shaking, and it took a, a while for me to truly understand that. And at times I have to remind myself when I look and we hear reports such as, you know, this person will always be like this, or this person will always need the help. I've heard reports of my dad that they're saying that he would never come home. He would always be in a nursing home for the rest of his life. And if I don't hold on to that anchor, I could easily be distracted in my worries. I could easily be distracted in my fears. But I'm like, nah, I, I got an anchor, man. I got Christ. And though the man may say one thing, but thank God that my life doesn't depend on that man. My father's life doesn't depend on that man. My father's life depends on God and what he purposed before the foundation of this world. And so now here I am believing. I may see in a little bit, I'm human. I may like, what? But right away, I'm like, nah, I got this anchor. And right away, let me tell you, when I feel like my faith is, is kind of being shaken a little bit, I go to the word. I'm reminded, nah, Christ is my anchor. He paid it all, right? He alone can. 
And so this would cause others, when, you, when we have that mindset, that attitude, this would cause others to really look at your lives and be like, yo, I want what he got. Like, what the heck? Like, you know, how are you doing this? I want what he got. Let's go back to Hebrews really quick, 619. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, and it centers, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. I want to break that verse a little bit, right? Here we know that Jesus becomes the object of our faith. Why? Because he is our high priest. The Bible says that he's interceding for us. He's inviting us to go with him behind the veil. And I know it's kind of difficult to understand high priest. What does that mean? Let me break it down in a few seconds. If you read in the Old Testament, God had chosen a specific group of people, Israel. And God told them, I want you to live the, with the way I want you to live. I want you to be different from this world. And so then God, here comes and give them instructions. And one of the instructions was, you have to build a tabernacle. Because I want to dwell, this is God, I want to dwell with my people. But they're not perfect. And so in order to enter into my presence, you have to be holy. And so God says, he, God gives Moses instructions, build a tent. And in the tent, you're going to have different levels. We could do that in a Bible study another time. But you have different levels in the tent. And one of the levels, the last one is the holies of holies. Behind that curtain, the presence of God is right there. But the key is that not everyone could go through that curtain. As a matter of fact, God in his mercy, in his mercy and in his grace, he allowed a person to go behind that veil. God says, I'm going to choose a person to go behind that veil. And so that person became the priest. And so what that person did was it took all the sins or the prayers of the people and brought them to God. So they had to be a whole bunch of sacrifice, a whole bunch of things going on. But it was only that one person. And God forbid if he wasn't right with God. The Bible says, or I don't know if that's a Bible or commentary. It says that when, when this priest would go in, they would put like a bell and a rope. And while they heard the bell, that he was still alive. But the moment they didn't hear anything, that means that he wasn't living right, boom, strike dead. And so they had to pull him out. Why am I bringing this? Because we couldn't just go behind that veil and into the presence of God. But guess what, guys? Jesus is that high priest for us. And Jesus says, listen, follow me, and I'm going to take you behind that veil. I'm going to take you past that veil into the presence of God. And so Jesus established a firm and steadfast way for us to be able to experience God's presence, the blessing of salvation here on earth. And so we can simply just shout out the name of Jesus. He invites us behind that veil. The Bible says that he prepares a table in front of our enemies, and he wants to sit and eat with us. But he says, but you got to follow me behind the veil. You got to look at me. Last verse. It says, but Christ, Hebrews 3, 6, but Christ as the son is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house. If we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. Christ is in charge of the house and we are that house. We are God's house and Christ is in charge of our lives. When I think about that, you know what that means to me? 
It means that Christ has responsibility to take care of me. I'm responsible to Christ or for Christ. Oh, I don't know. I just messed up that whole thing. What being in charge means that you have control or responsibility for something. So God is in charge of my life. In other words, just like when you're a, a parent, you're responsible to that child, right? You got to feed that child. You got to shelter that child. When that child is hurting, you got to be there. That's how Christ is with us. That should give us comfort to know that we belong to Christ. And because we belong to Christ, he is in charge of our lives. Not our situations, not what we're going through, but Christ is in charge of our lives. When hope becomes your anchor, you are unmovable in your faith. Why? Because he is responsible for you. If you could take anything out of the message for this morning, just know that because he is responsible for you, he would anchor you in the right place. Amen? For if we are faithful till the end, Hebrews 3.14, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in him. We will share in all things that belong to Christ. Hope is your anchor. And I'm going to end with this verse, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. But you got to hope in the Lord. It doesn't say those who hope in their jobs, those who hope in their abilities, those who hope in their, in their talents, those who hope in that boy or that girl. But those who hope in Christ, those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar like wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And this is what I'm saying, that we could experience heaven here on earth. It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to wait till we die to be able to experience the joy that's before us. And I tell you guys to remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. How many can shout that faith is our fuel? Do you guys truly understand that? That faith is our fuel. So now moving forward, when we're going through our storm, and it seems like our ship is like going side to side, and if your hope and your, and your faith is in Christ, the object of our hope, the object of our faith, trust and believe that even though you may sway from side to side, that wave will flip you over. And I tell you guys today, trust in the Lord, Right? Trust him to be the anchor of your soul, right? He's the only one that could go deep down inside when no one knows but him. And so I want everybody to stand to their feet this morning. And so God spoke loudly to me, and I rejoiced. I rejoiced because I said, though I see, faith is believing what you don't see. But hope is knowing that Christ already paid. Hope is knowing that what Christ did was sufficient. So I'm, I'm hoping, or my faith is that Christ will eventually make sense of all things in my life. And so close your eyes where you're at. Heavenly Father, we...